Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest edition of Sports Talk with Marcel, episode 111 on this wonderful rainy Wednesday, March 16th, 2023. Thank you all for joining me yet again for another should be great episode. Yes, I miss you guys. I've been gone for a little over two weeks now. It's been two weeks, at least two weeks. And I, I must say, I miss you guys. And I'm so happy to be back. I have so much in store today on episode. So much in store. So much news. We gonna we gonna just get right off. We gonna get right to it. Mars Madness is underway. We now know who's playing for the national championship in college basketball. 64 teams, only one winner at the end of, at the beginning of March, I'm going to say. March 4th is the championship. I will tell you who will be in the championship, who's my final four, and we actually have updates right now on some of college games that's going on right now. Alabama, number one overall seed, have just took care of Texas A&M, Christian Cope. They will take on Maryland, who defeated uh, Virginia earlier today, 67-65. And upset already, already in a uh, Mars Madness. Uh, Farman have took down the number four seed in the South, the Virginia Cavaliers. Can you say, wow. And, of course, Missouri took care of Utah State. Um, 76 to 65, and who else playing? And of course, Kansas, the number one seed in the West, took care of Howard. I must say this. Kansas shouldn't be number one seed. I'm sorry. It should be Arizona, UCLA. That's one of my biggest problems for the seeding that happened Sunday. But if we here now, we whatsoever. But I have, um, who else be, I will, I will get down to who else playing a little later on, later on today. Um, a little later on in the show as well. And, of course, we have the Aaron Rodgers situation, the John Moran situation, NBA action last night. We've seen some tremendous games. Steph Curry did an amazing act, amazing performance last night. But was it a winning effort? And I will tell you that in, um, a little later on in the show with NBA action. The NFL free agency have been one of the craziest I've ever seen. For the last couple of days, and I will get into who made some trades, who got some big signings, and there's one particular team that us I'm very, I'm very excited, very not excited. I'm excited, but I'm very proud that they are going around. They are going tremendous. They are doing very, very good. And of course, the John Moran situation. We have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. That's actually going to be our leading um, topic um, story today um, with the John Moran situation. He was now suspended. He is now suspended for eight games. You know, really three. Let's be honest. Um, he was suspended yesterday without pay. The punishment follows the incident where Morant was seen in an Instagram live, which is probably one of the, a bad idea. Video, um... Holding a gun at a nightclub outside of Denver, the lead said. And if uh, um, the lead said in the investigation did not conclude that the gun at issue belonged 
to Morant were brought by him into the nightclub or was displayed by him beyond a brief period. The investigation also did not find that Morant possessed the gun while traveling with the team or in any NBA facility. The suspension includes a two of five game, includes the five game Morant already missed since the incident on Memphis Grizzlies in the Memphis Grames on Wednesday, Friday, and last Saturday. He will be eligible to play Monday in a home opener. I mean, not a home game against the Dallas Mavericks. In an interview with ESPN on Wednesday, who was Jalen Rose, who they were speaking of, Morant said that the gun in the video wasn't his, that he made a terrible mistake, of course you did, by posting a video or himself holding the weapon. He apologized to his team, family, and the league. It's not who I am, Morant said. I don't condone any type of violence, but I take full responsibilities for my actions. I made a bad mistake, and I can see that my image that was painted over over myself with my recent mistakes. But in the future, I'll make sure everybody knows who Ja really is and what I'm about to change and what I'm about in change this narrative. But Red feels good mentally and has spent his week this week trying to learn from his mistakes. I realize I have a lot of kids who look up to me, even probably some adults. I, re- I realize my past mistakes isn't a good isn't being a good role model. Got to be better in the area to be more responsible, be smart and make better decisions. Um, Morant, who met with Wednesday, we NBA commission Adam Silver told ESPN they had an open discussion. Added he appreciated the conversation. Wow, 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 wow. I can understand he appreciated the conversation, but let's open this conversation of this. Do he deserve? Did didn't he, didn't he deserve more? Did he deserve more than eight games? Me personally, I was I was because you know a lot of people and a lot of you know critics, a lot of people, a lot of players, a lot of outside media saying that this NBA commissioner Adam Silver is more of a softer guy towards players, especially superstars, caliber players. And me personally. It's a little bit of truth to that, but I'm, 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 I was expecting him to come down a little harder. The fact that he said himself, he knew what he was doing when he posted the video. You knew you what you was doing. You knew you had a gun. You knew it wasn't yours, and uh, etc. And you still went on with that decision. Yeah, we all make mistakes. We're not perfect, but at some point, you have to take responsibility far as the. The what you doing and the punishment consequences. The consequences that he showed in that video, it was not justified by eight games. I'm sorry. It was eight games is just not enough. He already set out five. So basically you give him an extra three games. I I'm, I don't understand that. I really don't. And some people will say, well, you know, he admitted his wrong. He apologized. The interview was amazing. He did what he was supposed to do as a NBA star or up, a rising star. But that was not a punishment that 
Less than less than ten games. I mean, I'm looking at the entire season because his team is in great position. We know this, and we don't want to. And I kind of see where the narrative goes. Oh, we didn't want to. You know, they the one of the top three teams in the West, and if he, without him, all, all that la la la. That's basketball. We talking about life. Per a more personal matter that. He took it upon himself to show a gun that one he is and put a post on Instagram Live. You don't justify that when eight games. I'm, it's just how I honestly feel. John Moran is a tremendous person. I'm sure, of course, a tremendous player. But when you take it upon yourself to do idiotic things like that, eight games is not enough for me. And that's, that's what I got to say about that. Now over to the NFL. Well, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy week in free agency. But more crazy because if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, you got to be sitting at home a little bit upset, frustrated, maybe disappointed, stressed out, frustrated. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers said Wednesday on a Pat McPhee show that he intends to play for the New York Jets this season. Roger said he made his decision on Friday. He's not holding up a trade, which still isn't finalized. The two teams and Roger remain in contact, sources said, as they try to work through the final stages of a potential deal, which would include restructuring Roger's contract and agreeing in trade compensation. The Packers are willing to trade Rogers, but there are things to work out and negotiation are ongoing. A ESPN, a source told ESPN on Wednesday, I made it clear my intentions was to play, uh, play and play for the New York Jets. And I haven't been holding anything up. It's the conversation that the Packers are trying to get. The Packers want to move on and I have let them know that in so many words, he said, Rodgers, who went on a four-day Dawkins retreat, I'm, I'm, I'm curious of how that went, to contemplate his future, said he was 90% sure he was retiring when he went on the retreat. He said that when we left the darkness, something changed with the Packers' previous stance of wanting him to play this whole entire career with the organization. And he wished the team was more direct with him at the beginning of the offseason. Rogers said he will always love the Packers organization. But it's but that it's clear it's time for a change. I often love this city. I love the organization. And I'm always going to love the organization. Um, I'm not always going to have love for the organization for that. But the fact that the facts are right now they want to move on. And now, so do I. He said this decision to leave Green Bay was bitter sweet. Everybody know this dude wanted to leave Green Bay, man. And I don't even I don't even believe him when he said he was 90% sure. Because if at some point, 90% sure could have been a, a whole okay, I'm retiring. Maybe he's just not trying to overshadow Brady. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's just not trying to overshadow Brady retirement video. I, I, two, two, two greats retiring in the same year. It's, it's, we, we haven't seen it. I haven't seen it personally. 
But to say you was ninety percent sure and and not like I don't know what I don't I, I really want to know what happened on that four day retreat, darkness retreat. If you say you for sure you gonna retire. Most people say they're I'm about 60, 70% sure. You know, most of the time it's more likely. But he said he was 90% sure. That's basically a guarantee. But I guess that darkness changed his mind about playing another couple more years, but with a different organization. Now, the New York Jets sound pretty, pretty, pretty good. Seem like a pretty good fit for Aaron Rodgers. Me personally. I'm thinking of a lot, thinking of the Las Vegas Raiders, but they did something the other day that the reason why they not um the reason why they not pursuing him anymore, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But the New York Jets have a great defense. Sauce Gardner, Quinn Wishes Williams, a tremendous defense. Can you imagine if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback of that team? I will say this. Uh, at least they'll get to the postseason. That's that that I can at least say that. But after that, it's 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 it's, it's, it's unpredictable. I'm sorry. Good chance, knowing he have to go up against the Bills twice a year, the Miami Dolphins twice a year, and he got to watch out for them Cincinnati Bengals, Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a tough AFC, Aaron Rodgers. Tough. AFC, you know, Tom, um, Tom Brady played in the AFC, Peyton Manning played in the AFC, now you got to deal with the young fellas in the AFC, and um, I feel it, it'll be a good move, I honestly feel like it'll be a good move, um, knowing what the Jets have been through this past season, of course it's an upgrade, if anyone tell you something different, they lying to you, um, Let's get some of these key free agencies. Let's get some some of these key free agencies. The Atlanta Falcons probably got one of the biggest um, deals far as of um, defensive player. They get Jesse Bates from the Cincinnati Bengals on a four-year, $64 million deal. They lose one of their top um, top um, Safeties. Tyler Heineke said, Screw you, watched. I am going to Atlanta. Two years, $20 million. The Baltimore Ravens. They have really done nothing, honestly. And the the reason why is because of the Lamar. The Lamar Jackson situation is getting kind of out of hand. Um, the first time, the first time linked to Lamar Jackson social media bias is an email. Email address for business business inquiries. This has been there for years, but at four p.m. yesterday, the inquiry into Jackson business will take a, a intriguing turn. That's when a Baltimore Ravens quarterback can start negotiating with other teams. This is unparalleled um, um, territory because the 26-year-old Jackson is the first NFL MVP quarterback under 30 
to receive a non-exclusive franchise tag, which pays him 30, about $32.4 million for one season, allowing him to engage in contract negotiations with the rest of the league. If he accepts an offer, the Ravens have five days to match or get two first-round picks as compensation. The Ravens close to this option after exclusive. The Ravens cho- chose this option out over the exclusive tag set at forty-five million, which will have prevented Jackson from talking to other teams and let Baltimore control the trade terms. What made the situation even more unique is Jackson doesn't have an agent. Instead, Jackson has learned on thin, on tight inner circle of family and advisors in the NFL Players Association. One thing about this Lamar Jackson situation to me personally, I, I, I respect the man for doing what he got to do for himself and his family. A former MVP, like they said, first time MVP, have been um, tagged in some, in the first time um, as a non-exclusive tag. Which means basically you can talk to any team and you basically negotiate a deal to, for you to get up out of Baltimore. Now, everybody know why I stand with the situation. Talent-wise, and I was having a conversation with one of my good friends. Talent-wise, if I'm Baltimore, I will give him whatever he want. He negotiated by himself. Some people say family members, but I think personally the money, when it comes to the money, I think he negotiating that by himself. With the team. Talent-wise, pay him. But, long-term, they have no other plans. They have absolutely no other plans. If you was to tell me, well, I pay him, absolutely I would pay him. But you have to really understand, if you Baltimore... You, you, it's always these organizations, and some of these organizations they go off the desperate, like Cleveland Browns and other teams that have been desperate to pay, pay their quarterbacks so much guaranteed money. And Lamar Jackson basically saying he wants the 200, 200, 230 plus um, guarantee, which is kind of risky if you ask me, because Baltimore not desperate. I'll tell you what, they better be desperate. They're not going to have an other option. Um, Tyler Huntley is a good quarterback, but he's not Lamar Jackson. Good quarterback, but he's just not Lamar Jackson. Not even an elite quarterback just yet. I've, I've, I've said in the past that Lamar Jackson have done absolutely nothing other than MVP season. For the Baltimore Ravens, last two years he have played injured and banged up, missed a couple of games each of those last two seasons. But talent wise, I'm not letting him out there though. I am. I don't care. And Baltimore should be ashamed of themselves. How can you let this? How can you let this go on for this long? Just get a man what he wants. It's as simple as that. I understand a long term. Maybe they long-term goals and what they want to do, but as a as a as a fan of football, as a fan of Lamar Jackson, just get a man what he wants. It's not that big of a deal, especially when you have no other options. 
the one team that have been just absolutely killing NFL news lately is the Chicago Bears. And I must say, I'm so, I'm so proud of them guys. Ryan Post. He has he has, he is earning years as a um, GM for the Chicago Bears. NFL free agency is off and running, and we keep tracking of every major signing, trade, and release of the 2023 offseason. We're well, analysts from NFL Nation reporters and Grace from my experts. The new lead deal begins um bill begin it began um yesterday was being free agent signing can now be made official. The first round of the 2023 NFL draft begins April 27th on ESPN. The Chicago Bears shook up the 2003 draft order days before the start of free agency. They sent the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers in change for the numbers 9, 61, and a 2024 first round pick. And a second round pick, um, second round selection in a 2025 draft. The Bills also required wide receiver DJ Moore in a trade, a move that instantly upgrades the re- receiving core around Justin Fields, which is the amazing deal. But should I go on? Here's a breakdown of every NFL free agent signed by the Chicago Bears and how it impact upcoming. Chicago Bears did sign P.J. Walker, quarterback. He's going to be basically back up. Of course, Travis Homer, a running back, paying him two years, $4.5 million. Um, defensive end, Demarcus Walker, he had a three-year deal, $21 million, 16 of that is guaranteed. Um, tra- um, Trayman. Edmonds from a linebacker, a veteran linebacker at that, coming from a good Baltimore defense under Les Frazier. Four years, 75 deal, includes a $50 million guarantee. Tremendous deal. Nate Davis, an offensive liner, they signed him for a three-year deal. And, of course, the Super Bowl losing linebacker, former Philadelphia Eagles, T.J. Edwards, they get him for a three-year deal and a total of a $19.5 million, 12 of that guarantee. Good, solid core of linebackers, veteran linebackers, and linebackers that you can build their defense around. The Bears are addressing their every need. You're addressing the, 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 the defense. You got two um, elite linebackers. Um, Edwards was top five in tackles last year, all in the entire league of what they're doing. Um, you add those two linebackers, and of course, you add DJ. I mean, what's his name? Um, DJ. Um, let's forget his. I just. I just read his name. DJ. DJ Moore, a tremendous wide receiver. He's not. He's the Bears' number one receiver, but he's not a literal legit number one receiver. Probably number two or number three. And it's just amazing what they are doing right now. Ryan Poles. They are doing some. Aaron Bluth, whatever his name is, um, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, they are doing a tremendous job with this building of the team. Give it three years. I give it three years. Three, four years, the Bears will be Super Bowl contenders. Promise me when I say this. It's been a long time coming. I'm a Chicago native, 
I've rooted for the Bears. I want them to succeed. I want them to win. I want them to do well. But when they are doing bad, I will let you know. I will definitely let you know. But the Bears are really making this offseason so interesting, so exciting for the upcoming season. If you're a Chicago native or Chicago Bears fan or even Chicago Bears Die hard, you are so ready for the season to start in September. Because they are doing things that I've never seen them do ever before, ever do. First time in a long time, I believe this is the first time since the 40s they had number one pick. The number one pick. The number one pick. And it's just amazing. I'm, I must tell you this. I'm, I must tell you this. I'm excited. But under free agencies, um, the Carolina Panthers, they add Andy Dalton. This Andy Dalton, it's, 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 it's really crazy. Andy Dalton has been on at least, what, four teams in the last four years. Horrible. Um... The Cincinnati Bengals getting offensive lineman Orlando Brown from the Kansas City Chiefs. They got him for a four-year, $64 million deal. The Cleveland Browns really not doing too much on offense, which they need to address. The Dallas Cowboys franchise tag Tony uh, Pollard, but they released Ezekiel Elliott. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see where his next move is. They also trade for cornerback um, Stephon Gilmore, which is another big thing. Knowing that they have Diggs at the cornerback, now they have two uh, elite corners. Should be a very good defense, especially when you have, um, what's the coach? Dan, um, oh my God, I keep forgetting his name. What's his name? Dan, whatever his name is. Dan, 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 Dan. Defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, Dan Quinn. With him under the helm of defensive coordinator, that defense is going to be so good next year. But would it be good enough to get them to, to pass the division around, please? The Houston Texans signed a lot of a lot of nobodies. Robert Woods, two years, seventeen million dollar deal. Quarterback Case Keenum, I believe this is his his third team in the last th- um uh, four years. Haven't seen him in like two or three years since that. Um, they get Shaq Mason um trade from Tampa. The Indianapolis Colts, they did okay in the draft. They get um, linebacker EJ Speed of $2 million in the $8 million deal. The Jacksonville Jaguars is making a tremendous. They franchise tag. They tied in Evan Ingram. They they need to sign him. They really, really should consider signing him. The Las Vegas Raiders, they franchise tag Josh Jacobs, who don't want to be there. He, he must he said that very clear. I don't like losing. But I'm sure they losing days are over when they just signed Jimmy Garoppolo on a trade. Three years, $67 million. That's too much for a quarterback that haven't proven anything. They get Jacoby Myers from the that's a big loss for the um Patriots. They get him for a three-year, $33 million deal. The um, Los, Los Angeles Chargers continuously to bump up their defensive, um, they, um, defensive, and they get Edward, El, El, um, not Edwards, Eric Kendricks, two-year, thirteen point two million. 
Um, Los Angeles Rams, I cannot say nothing about them because they are absolutely horrible. The only thing they did was trade Jalen Ramsey and everybody making this a big deal. He is washed. He is not who he used to be. Can we say that, please? It's just not who he used to be. I'm still, I'm still kind of concerned about Tua. I must say, I'm still kind of concerned about Tua. Derek Carr is no longer Las Vegas ready. He is now a New Orleans Saints. That'll be a tough, tough role to fill behind Drew Brees' shadow. Four years, $154 million. Too much, again, for a quarterback that haven't proven anything. They also get Michael Thomas back, one-year, $10 million deal. I don't know why they signed Jameis Winston back because I don't see him becoming a starter whatsoever unless um, Derek Carr under two reasons, playing bad or get injured. My boy from the Detroit Lions, former Detroit Lions running back Jamal Williams, is now uh, New Orleans Saints. Should be a tremendous backfield with having Alvin, um, Alvin Kamara and him. A one-two punch. Remind me of the Ingram, um, Alvin Kamara days. Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. I don't get why he get four years, $160 million deal. He got more than Derek Carr, and he only two years. He only in the league for two years. That's um, that's unbelievable. Can you can you say the New York Giants desperate? No, you can't say that. I will say it for you. They are very desperate. The crazy thing about that deal is not that deal. Their contract is you give him that much, but you franchise tag Saquon Barkley. I don't get it. I don't understand. You don't you don't franchise your best player. Over a quarterback that have improved, he can beat the Minnesota Vikings. He won his first playoff game against the Minnesota Vikings on the road. Everyone was expecting him to win. You had people even picking him to win with confidence. I didn't really care about it. There was a chance they won, they got it done, but they lost the next week. Who cares? But you don't franchise tag Swickon Broccoli. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And so tight end, they also get um, tight end Darren Walker uh, via trade from the Las Vegas Raiders on his way around on his honeymoon. Can you say, can you say unbelievable? The New York Jets also get um, Aaron Rodgers, one of his favorite targets, Alec Lazar. Alan Laz- um, Lazar from the um, Green Bay Packers, four years, $44 million deal. Fletcher Cox um, is returning to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, one year, 10 years, of course, along with James um, Bradbury. Three years, $38 million deals. And, of course, um, Brandon Graham returning um, Jason Kelsey is returning and running back Rashad Penny of the former Seahawks is now is now with the Philadelphia Eagles the Pittsburgh Steelers are upgrading offensive line and again some of their defensive players get some get some um, upgrading defensive players they signed linebacker Cole um Home, um, home cook, Colt Mahone, 
Cole Mahomes, three years, $18 million deal. And the Seahawks signed my boy Geno Smith, three years, $75 million deal. Way worth it, for sure. The Tennessee Titans um, get um, Nick Westbrook, wide receiver, one-year deal with him. O-line Aaron um, Dillon, three years, $29 million. Um, the Washington Commanders continuously to make noise. Darren Payne. Four years, $90 million. Cody um, Burton, one year, $3.5 million deal. And that's it. That's it. That is it. Some very unlikely um, signings. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo with the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know what he would do with them, but it seemed like they'll have a, you know, a decent season this year. I cannot, I cannot shoot him. He, he done something in his past. He got to the Super Bowl. I'll give him that. But we're going to go over to this day in sports history. This day in sports history, ladies and gentlemen, 1969, the Boston Bruins scored the NHL at the time record of eight goals in just one period. 1983, the smallest crowd of 1,814 attendance, NBA Cavaliers versus the New York Nets game at the Cleveland Coliseum. You can expect to see some of those attendance in the WNBA nowadays. 1994, American figure skater Tanya Harden plead guilty to felony attack on former Olympic teammate Nancy Cragen. It's a documentary out there about that, guys. I've seen a clip of that. You go check it out. And, of course, Mike Tyson in 1996, TKO, Frank Bruno, and I've seen clips of this, too, in the third round to regain his heavyweight champion. That was this day in sports history. Ladies and gentlemen, that was this day in sports history. Only four games last night in NHL. The Washington Capitals will take care of the the Buffalo Sabres 5-4. And the Colorado Avalanche took care of the Toronto Maple Leafs in a shootout, overtime shootout, 2-1. The Anaheim Ducks lose, fall to the New York Islanders 6-3. And the Minnesota Wild outlast the Blues 8-5. The Colorado Avalanche are on the road again on Ottawa tonight. Um, The Montreal Canadiens visit Florida to place the the Panthers. The Tampa Bay Lightning go to New Jersey to play the Devils in the Pittsburgh. Um, Penguins are in New York to play their rivalry, New York Rangers. Chicago Blackhawks and um, the Predators. And Nashville score off tonight. The Buffalo's um, Bruins, best team in NHL, easy. Uh, they go on the road to play the Winnip- Winnipeg Jets. The Dallas Stars are in Edmonton to face the Orders. The Vancouver Canucks are in Arizona to face the Coyotes. Um, the, Cal- the Calvary Flames are in Las Vegas to play the Golden Knights. The Seattle Cranklings travel to San Jose, California to play the Sharks. And... The Blue Jackets are in L.A. to play the Kings. Tomorrow night, NHL games, only four games again. The Hurricane um, travel to up north to Toronto to face the Maple Leafs. St. Louis Blues travels to the nation capital to play the Capitals. 
and the Calvary, um, not the Calvary, the Columbus Blue Jackets are in high to play the Ducks. And the Buffalo Sabres go to Philadelphia to play the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm so excited to get into this Mars Madness. Like I said, Alabama have moved on. Maryland have moved on. They will play tomorrow. I believe tomorrow or Saturday. San Diego State just defeated um, College of um, Charleston. They go on to face Foreman. Missouri took care of um, Utah State. Kansas took care of Howard. Um, and that's the rest of the games are a little bit later on, probably getting underway in a couple of minutes. Um, over, let's go to who will play in the final four. Me personally, Alabama is going all the way. Going to the final four, I'll put Alabama in the final four. They're coming out of the south for sure. If I had to pick somebody coming out of the east, it might be a shocker to most. I will go with Duke. I think Duke is probably the probably the biggest team, not the biggest team, but probably the 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 a lot of people most team picking to probably play in the final four. I don't believe it. I don't believe I don't believe I believe Purdue will be as a good good team a uh, uh, tremendous school. But I don't see them getting past some of these teams. I just don't. They play Memphis next if Memphis get past FAU. Florida National, who had a tremendous season, by the way. Um, that should be a tremendous game. I will probably look forward to watching that one. We'll keep a close eye on that one. Um, Arkansas, um, I will say, okay, so you have Kentucky, Providence, Tennessee, um, Duke, Memphis, FAU, and Michigan State, and Marquette. And the East, I probably believe that will probably be a, a, a tough hill to climb for the Purdue Boilermakers to get out of the East. Um, but if we go over to the West, the Kansas City Blue, um, Kansas City Jayhawks are the number one seed. Who I said previously, early earlier, uh, beginning of the show, that I would have put UCLA or Arizona number one. I'm sorry. You cannot be a number one team. In my opinion, you ain't even win your conference. An easy conference at that. So, I believe Kansas could lose. I believe they could lose to Arkansas or Illinois, depending on who they play. Um, me, personally, Northwestern seemed like a tremendous team. UCLA in there probably would get to Elite Eight. But... If you have, if I had to pick, I, I would go with I would probably go with Kansas or Arkansas, honestly, because it's it's a it's that's a, that's a that's a that's a tough one right there. Because you never know who Kansas, you never know what kind of team you're gonna get from Kansas. You don't. UCLA, I don't know. Maybe they lost their mojo when they lost the uh, Pac-12 conference to um, Arizona, but. Other than that, I don't know. I don't know. Let's visit the Midwest. Houston. They got you got Houston. You got Pitt. Good team. Iowa State. You have Xavier. You have Indiana. And you have Miami. Easy. Houston. So I got Houston coming out the Midwest. 
I have Kansas or Arkansas. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go with Kansas. I have Duke coming out of the East, and I have Alabama coming out of the South. So you have your final four. You have Alabama, have Duke, Kansas, and Houston. And who will win the championship? I will go with the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's just that simple. My boy Avery Johnson. I think they will get it done over there, Alabama. Um, what else we get into? NBA. Last night we seen some tremendous game in the NBA. The Miami Heat took care of the Memphis Grizzlies without, of course, without John Morant. Bam Abalu. Um, 26 points. Um, Jared Jack um, Jr. 25 points and lose. Actually, they lose to the Miami Heat 138 to 119. The Houston Rockets took care of the LA Lakers. Now, you know, when you have Austin Reeves as your lead scorer of the LA Lakers, 24 points and the losing effort, you know you ain't winning. You just know you ain't winning. Kevin Porter Jr. put up 27 points as the Rockets took care of the L.A. Lakers. The Dallas Mavericks took care of the San Antonio Spurs, 137-128. Christian Wood, they beat him without Luka and Kyrie. 28 points, 13 rebounds. And, of course, um, Kenan Johnson of the San Antonio Spurs put up team high 27 points in a losing effort. The Philadelphia 76ers took care of the um, Cleveland Cavaliers, 118-109. Joel and Embiid continuously dominated the East, 36-18 rebounds. Um, Chris LeVert, 24 points and lose ever for the um, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, I must say this, man. Joel and Embiid, man, if I'm him, this is the last year I'm taking this BS from the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm sorry, man. They're absolutely horrible. Horrible team. I won't be giving them my best in these horrible years. They say that's a process and all of this. Yada, yada, yada. That was five, about four or five years ago. I'm ready to win. And I'm sorry, he's not winning in Philly. And, of course, you definitely not winning in Philly when James Harden is nowhere to be found. Sorry. The Boston um, Celtics took care of the Minnesota um, Timberwolves, 104-102. Jalen Brown, 35.16 rebounds. Anthony Edwards, 28 points and 10 rebounds. If I told you guys, Count Car Anthony Towns would not be with the Minnesota Vikings, you'd think I'm crazy. Well, call me crazy because I believe he will be getting traded. I believe at some point he will be getting traded. It's either him or Gobert. And do you think they would trade him after all they gave up for him? No. Kyle Anthony Towns is, is playing his last day as the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, mark my word. I'm, I'm just saying. The Sacramento Kings took care of the Chicago Bulls. Of course, they had to, took care of the Chicago Bulls. They just lost the other night against the Milwaukee Bucks. 117-114. DeAndre Fox continuously to prove us why. He's a he's a man on a mission. 32 points. DeMar DeRozan, 33 points. It wasn't enough for the Bulls to get past. And the Bulls have, probably having a, one, of the, one, of, one of the worst seasons in the last... Couple of years, in my honest opinion, they right they sit right now at the 11th seed, 31 to 37. They are so bad that the Washington Wizards 
the Atlanta uh, the Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks have a better record than them. And I don't want to hear about who they, who they got, who they don't got. They should be a better team than those three teams I just named. And of course, Golden State Warriors lose again on the road, one twenty six to one thirty four, but um, to the Los Angeles Clippers. Steph Curry fifty points still wasn't enough. It was so funny that nobody scored over twenty points but him. That's how sad it was. Kawhi Leonard put up thirty points and a winning effort. They took down the Golden State Warriors again. This is how bad the Golden State Warriors is. And I'm not trying to throw no shade. I'm not trying to throw shade. This is how bad the Golden State Warriors road record is. And people really don't people really need to really take it to take this into account. They are 7 to 27 on the road. And they are the sixth team in the conference at our West. Do you know or would you even believe if I told you they have the same away record as the horrible Detroit Pistons, who is 16-54? Well, they does. Not only do they have the same away record as the Detroit Pistons, but they are one of four teams... With a single-digit away win on the road, Detroit, San Antonio, and Houston. All four teams, including the Golden State Warriors, all those teams have no more than 10 wins on the road. Can you say embarrassing? Embarrassing. As a defending champs, they are embarrassing this year. <laughs> Tonight's NBA action, the, the Denver Nuggets and the Detroit Pistons. Um, the Sacramento are in um, Brooklyn to play the Nets. Um, okay, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder and Toronto to play the Raptors. The Indiana, Indiana Pacers. Who? excuse me. Um, I am Milwaukee to play the Bucks, the Orlando Magic, and Phoenix, Phoenix Suns. Tomorrow night, the Philadelphia 76 will travel to Charlotte to play the Hornets. The Golden State Warriors are in Atlanta. They are in Atlanta. Can you say they might win that one? But I won't be surprised if they lose. The Washington uh, Wizards and uh, Cleveland to play the Cavaliers. The New Orleans Pelicans are in Houston. To play the Rockets. Man, what have the New Orleans Pelicans win? Everyone was riding this team so high early in the season. Number one team, you know, the most dangerous team. And where they at now? Where is they at now? Let's take a look. Let me, let me remind you where they at. They are the 12th best team in the conference out west. <laughs> at best. At best. They have the same record as the Utah Jazz, 33 and 36. They was the number one team in the conference at one point. That is awful. The Minnesota Timberwolves in Chicago to play the Chicago Bulls. The Memphis Grizzlies 
All right, San Antonio to play the uh, Spurs. The Boston travel to Portland to play the Trailblazers. And the Dallas Mavericks are in L.A. to play the Lakers. Can you say win for the Dallas Mavericks? Can you say win for the Dallas Mavericks? Um, that will do it for um, NBA action, NHL action. Now it's time for, you know what it is, best and worst, back. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get up, we're going to go over the best and worst of the week. The worst thing I've seen this week, right today, the New York Yankees are worth $6 billion. But they have their players pay $9 for Wi-Fi on team flights. Can you say worse? You New York Yankees, what's going on, man? <laughs> what's going on? The best of the week, the best thing of, of the week is no doubt about it. My boy Damian Stoudemire is now the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets basketball coach. One of my favorite Portland Trailblazers of all time. Congratulations to you, my brother. And that will do it for this episode of Sports Talk Myself, episode 111. Um, thank you guys for so much for all the love and support. I will be back next week for sure, episode 111. And as always, be good, be great, and be blessed. I'll see you next week. Peace.